All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Uncalled For. Um, today, after another fucking couple weeks of not bringing you anything, we've decided to um, try and be better again. I can't tell you how many times I've said that in every episode, but from here on out, <laughs> we'll make another promise to be better. Hopefully. Um, yeah. So, I mean, today, Trey and I are just going to talk a lot about like what's been going on in the soccer world i mean there's a lot of transfers going on um a lot of teams making moves a lot of um, drama yeah i mean a lot of drama i guess a lot of drama that almost happened and Messi leaving barcelona i mean what like what did you did you think he was gonna go like did you really think he was gonna leave barcelona Um, it's just one of those things where it's just like like it sounds good but there's just, I mean, to anybody, like, there's just so much more that would have had to happen. Like, you know, obviously the league uh, would have had to approve of that. Um, you know, Barcelona would have had to been willing to sell him in the first place. And, you know, with the way that their that squad is going, you know, Messi is kind of the person that's keeping that club together. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, it's just, there's just a lot. Well, it's kind of like, I thought it would be cool if he left, but only if be, I mean, I'm a United fan. I would have fucking hated for him <clears throat> to go to City. Yeah. But, you know, I always thought, well, I just want to say this. For anybody that actually thinks that he can't cut it in the Premier League, I want people to remember that Danny Ings just scored, what, 22 goals in the league this past year and looked unstoppable. <clears throat> you mean to tell me that Messi, well, top two best players of all time, depending on if you pick Ronaldo or him, but they're the best two ever. You don't think that he could do well in the premier league. Cause it's too physical. You know what I mean? It's like, and then mm. another, another thing where you look at it, look at his, <clears throat> his numbers against the premier league teams in the champions league i mean that's a direct comparison he plays against them i think in i think he has like 26 games played and like 21 goals and like eight assists so he's you know almost averaging a goal a game he have he has more of he has at least a goal contribution every single game and you mean to tell me when he starts playing you know teams like brighton or burnley the lower you can even throw an arsenal Sure, maybe, yeah, a team that opens it up more, you know, that he's not going to score a goal or have an assist. People forget that he just set the record for assists in the La Liga season last year. That's something Xavi never did, Iniesta never did, Zidane never did, um, Ronaldo never did, Modric has never done, Cruz has never done. Um, I mean, just go down the list, Iniesta... Anybody, nobody's ever done it, you know, and uh, or had a better, you know, assist record. And I think Messi plays as a winger. I think but, you uh, also got to look at the team that he would also be going into, also at City. Also, you know, uh, De Bruyne. People yeah. say he's the best mid, well, pr- probably the best midfielder in the world, and he's in his Easily. prime, hands down. Uh, uh, you know. Aguero at striker, Raheem Sterling on the other side of the field. Well, what I think might have ended up happening, because here's what Guardiola did when he was at Barcelona. He had Messi playing as a center forward. Mm. You know, I actually think Aguero steps out of the team. I think he probably has Mares and um, well, has Mares and uh, Sterling out wide, kind of feeding, interchanging between the three of them. That's what I think would happen, and I think that would get the most out of the team. Um, especially, Maguire is awesome, but I think he'd make he would make the team revolve around Messi instead of Aguero. Well, I was going to say some of the uh, transfer rumors that I saw was that City had offered uh, Bernardo Silva and a few other players. So I don't. I was thinking to me that was saying that Messi would probably play right wing, and I mean. I don't. I guess it kind of 
I don't know. I guess it kind of would be hard to let Aguero go. I mean, because when he's healthy, I mean, he always somehow manages to be well, top three in the league and score. And yeah, I mean, maybe not letting him go, but maybe him having a rotational kind of mm-hmm. role. Yeah. Like maybe some games Messi plays center forward, other games he plays out wide and has Aguero up the middle. But the thing is, is the numbers will look different because Aguero is not going to be getting all the goals. You know, that's going to be Messi. Messi will... <laughs> Just, I mean, maybe it is a little different, but look at international play. Aguero is in his shadow 100%. Yeah. So, and I think that would just be the same. And Guardiola, I mean, we know how much we've seen what he could do with Messi. I mean, I think it was the second to last season, the 2012 season. Messi scored 91 goals in a calendar year under Guardiola. 91. Like, think, and I think that season he scored... Fuck, how many goals did he... I want to say he scored 60 league goals in the 2012 season. Um, looking that up right now. Yeah, that's... It's unreal. Um, yeah, so the 2012 calendar year, he scored 91 goals in 69 games. Mm. Like, and... Um, and just, just imagine what... He, he would scored, do. He scored fifty times in La Liga that season. Only fifty. Sorry. <laughs> and you also got to think too. Those are years where you know you can debate that Barcelona probably didn't even have like the strongest team in the league. You know, you probably can make the argument there Real Madrid. But if Messi comes to the Premier League, that's automatically like. I mean, aunt, they probably already have the strongest team as it is right now as we well, speak. But like. I mean, I would say then Barcelona, I mean, I think that was absolute peak Messi as far as goal scoring. And, I mean, Xavi and Iniesta were at their best then, too. So I'd say, but on paper, I mean, Real Madrid were the Galacticos. And, you know, that was towards the tail end. Because that next season after that is when Guardiola got destroyed by Bayern Munich and then kind of kicked out. So, But anyway, I mean... It would have been awesome to see. Let me say, rephrase that. It would have been interesting to see what he could have done in the Premier League because I think it'd be cool to see the best player. You want to see the best players in the Premier League usually. And I don't I think, think it's. I think he. I think it'll still happen. I think. I think I, he'll end up going next year. Well, yeah. I de- I'll tell you this for sure. Next fucking year. Because if that thing in his contract is real, well, if he gets to leave in June of every year by his choice for free, then I can tell you after this next year he's leaving for free in June, because and it's going to be even worse. Yeah, and it's but well the thing is it's kind of sad to see. Did you see his interview he did? I, I saw I saw the, the quotes, did, but I the, saw well, I saw the quotes, but I never I never watched the whole interview. Yeah, he he was saying basically that I mean I I didn't because I didn't you know. Wasn't gonna watch all the subtitles, but uh, <laughs> but basically, I mean, he he ba- he said that you know this year he couldn't leave in June because the season was still going on, and he wanted to leave after the season ended. He had been saying it for a while. Oh yeah, I saw and that. They, and they told he him that he would honor. Year. He said they would honor it, and then apparently they ended up just lying to him. So didn't, and then he was hoping they would honor it once the season was over. Well. I mean, that makes sense. I, I can't leave in June. The season's going on because of COVID. It gets pushed back. And then, mm-hmm. okay, so you're going to honor it in August, whatever. No, we're not going to now. Uh, and the thing is, you can't... I mean, it's in the contract. It's in legal... You know, it's written. It's in a legal document in his contract that... And he brought lawyers, has to too, be right? June. Well, and the thing... Well, here's the thing. Yeah, he had him look into it. And basically, he would have had to have ta- sued Barcelona, taken them to court. It would have been a whole big thing. And he said, I don't want to take, I don't want to have a messy, basically, I don't want to have a messy divorce. No yeah. pun intended. Uh, but um, by taking them to court and ruining everything. And and it, like he said, it was hard for his family because his kids don't want to leave and all that. But he feels like he needs to. But I thought what the the most insane part about that was, the last quote he said is that the the way and the leadership that the president of the club is showing is an absolute disaster and they have no idea what they're doing 
the fact that he actually said that because here's the thing is like we all know professional athletes like they talk a bunch of PR bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like they are trained to say, you know, yeah, somebody, um, well, what did you think about? Was like, I'll give an example. So Mason Greenwood was asked about Harry Maguire getting arrested and uh, when he was on international duty. And he's like, well, and they asked him if he should still be captain, blah, blah. He's like, um, I don't know. Uh, Harry's a good guy. That's not my place to say, but, you know, we're just looking forward to having him back playing with us and safe. Yeah, that's just some fucking PR shit. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. we all want to hear the real, the real stuff. And I, I thought that was incredible for Messi. Like, you know, a player bigger than, uh, bigger than life. You know, says something like that about the president. And I think what'll end up happening is that if he stays next year, it'll be because the the club might just reorganize and say you know what we're gonna we want you to stay and whoever you want to get fired will yeah. get fired yeah well <laughs> i know wasn't 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 weren't they already like getting rid of a bunch of people yeah but the thing i think part of it ronald kuman coming in said that he didn't want to give messi any special treatment and i'm like i get that to a point if for normal well, you see team, what he did to you see what he said to luis suarez right he's no. not he's, he's not letting him train with the team yeah, there, he has him and Vidal training independently away from the team because they're yeah. getting ready to sell him. Which I agree with Suarez. Suarez had a terrible fucking year last year, and Vidal has passed it himself. I agree to move funny. forward. They need they need to move them on. Um, but Messi not giving him special treatment, like we're not talking about just you know any kind of player here. We're not talking just about an above average or a great player. We're talking about a once-in-a-lifetime type of player. Yeah. You know, somebody that has scored over 700 goals. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable why Barcelona won't let him go. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this to you before. Once Messi leaves, that that club is it's pretty much finished. I mean, not well, not finished. It's uh, Barcelona. They're always going to be around. But I'll, I'll be honest. They, they'll be like what United are. The what how, Say how, like, and maybe not because La Liga is an easier... I don't want to say it's easier league. I'd say as far as teams one through 20, it's an easier league. The For, top, yeah, La Liga, you yeah. know, the top four teams are really good. I'd say the top four La Liga teams are on average, probably better than the premier league's top four. Yeah. You know, um, but, but usually the top four, so they'll, they'll be like a top four team every year, regardless. They won't, might not be first or second, Mm-hmm. You, you, they might be third, which behind maybe for behind Real Madrid and Atletico, yeah. you know. Um, Sevilla is pretty good too, and Sevilla is good, and you know they're always in and around it. Um, Valencia, uh, teams like that, you know, they always seem to have be yeah. tough teams in in Europe whenever they play anybody. Um, but they might be a thing like how United have never gotten over Alex Ferguson leaving. When you have somebody that almost is. When you have somebody that almost embodies the club as a whole, that's been there for a long time, and they leave, sometimes they when they leave, that little bit of magic that they have, that was there with the club, is gone too. That you lose an aura about them. You know what I mean? Where you look at Messi, mm-hmm. like you play against when you play against Barcelona, like an identity. Yeah, when you play against Barcelona, that's what you think. Oh, we got to play against Messi. Where United was like, oh, we got to play against Alex Ferguson. He's the best. Messi's the best. Like when you leave him, it's like, okay, now they look beatable, more so. You know, it's uh, especially what they have right now. Usman Dembele can, you know, he might play fucking five games a year. How injury prone he is. <laughs> Griezmann's not. He's not Barcelona quality, in my opinion. No, and I, I mean, we'll. I feel bad for him because. He's a good player. He's not a winger, and he got forced to play out wide. But he's not—he's not, he's not going to carry Barcelona to a. Isn't Barcelona like? Well, this might sound stupid to say, but isn't Barcelona kind of like financially struggling too? Yeah, because their fucking wages are ridiculous. Yeah, I did see that. Well, I, I can't remember the exact number, but like he makes over a million a week. It's, it's isn't it like one point close to one point one or something like that? Yeah, it's how much? One point one. Yeah, it's, he makes over a million a week. 
And it, and I mean, would you say it's worth it? I'd say, yeah, it probably yeah, is. <laughs> it is. I mean, considering that's pretty much like your whole team. It's like, yeah, he scores a goal a game at least, and assist a game almost at least, and you know, creates probably five six chances a game. You know, it's definitely worth it. And a million a week, think of all the, you know, jerseys and merchandise and all that kind of shit he sells too. Sold out it's games every game. Definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just having him on the. That's just like that's why MLS teams pay a shit ton of money for any kind of top name that comes over is because it sells seats. We 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 were prime example of that. A Wayne Rooney coming to DC United. Oh yeah. You know DC sure. United's been here most of our lives, and we've never. I mean, I've <laughs> never gone out of my way to care about them. But you know, as a United fan, when I heard, and you're an Arsenal fan, but even hearing Wayne Rooney is going yeah. to be at DC United, it's like, oh shit. That's like a guy that I've watched on TV is like one of the better players in the world at one point in time is like, that's awesome. I got to go see it, you know, and. Well, I saw uh, a well, it was like a proposed kind of like, well, not really proposed, but it was like a rumor where Messi would play like a certain amount of years at Manchester yep. City and then you go to why. New York City FC. They had the same owners. Yeah. Parent club. So it was going to be a. Uh, um some people were thinking it was kind of a money laundering thing that uh, <laughs> because city are like uh there's always those kinds of people well i mean it made me laugh i'm like how 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 is uefa going to approve this transfer after they had just gotten off the hook of financial fair play like you just got <laughs> off the hook of financial fair play but then you're going to have a 700 million transfer 700 and you haven't sold anybody it's not like you sold fucking sterling for 100 million or de bruyne for fucking 200 million and then you buy them or it, no you didn't you're just going to bring in a 700 million dollar transfer and just tell people to deal with it exactly you know what i mean it just never that never made any sense to me but um but yeah i mean i guess for now the messi saga is over you know one could until dream, next year at least yeah one could dream of him playing for our teams but i i've seen it going around on twitter and it would be a crime if uh if he goes to city united have to do everything they can to bring ronaldo back to old trafford because the manchester derby will be i i couldn't even imagine it you know what I mean? it's like bringing el classico to the premier league oh it'll come to arsenal who? Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you guys are having to lay people off from work in the front office because you can't... <laughs> like, hey. let me bring in Ronaldo and let me fire half the the rest of the staff. We'll probably have to sell the stadium. Cut, to cut, yeah, Ronaldo. sell the stadium and cut the academy out. <laughs> Sorry, we'll Take guys. all the funds from the women's team. I don't even think they probably make enough to even afford them. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, anyway, the the and if Ronaldo went to another Premier League team, he would be dead to me, hundred percent. Nah, you'd uh, be hundred percent dead. I to can me. see it though. I can see it. I can see him coming back to United. Oh God, I can't S- tell you how. Sort of like what uh, Henri did. Yeah, but the end I of his career when he went to Arsenal. But I but mean, I, Ronaldo would be in. He would be in better form than Henri did. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, but. I can't tell you how fast I would buy a jersey. Like I or can't you can always come play. to the MLS. Yeah, but imagine how fucking expensive tickets will be for that shit. I don't think he'll come to the MLS, to be honest with you. I think all that shit that he was dealing with with that, that woman falsely accusing him of raping shit here. Yeah. I don't think he'll come to the MLS. I, I, I actually picture him as being the type of player that when he feels that he can't compete at the best level, I don't think he'll play anymore. You know what I mean? Because he's such a prideful person that I don't imagine and him. His, and his son, too. You know, I, yeah. I, would ima- I would imagine he wants his son to kind of be around the same, around that competition also. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he's such a proud person as far as his ability that I don't think he could ever let himself play in something he doesn't see is um elite but anyway we'll, we'll we're gonna drop the we can drop the messy the messy conspiracy or messy drama till 
till the su- next summer, next June, you know, we'll probably be all over that again and seeing what happens. But I only think yeah. he's going one place. You know, I'd be happy if he went to maybe PSG or something like that, but I, I don't know. I don't yeah, City see the sounds point like of having, the having him go in the... And it's the Premier League, league too. You know? Yeah, have him go to PSG and score 200 goals a season. So, um, in France, because that fucking league, like, <laughs> that... That league might be the worst league from top to bottom. Like the the top top couple teams, top few teams are pretty decent. I mean, obviously PSG are really good, but the other teams are pretty decent. But speaking of uh, uh, League One, um, you see where Memphis is linked to? Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, I, I, that'd be a nice that'd be a nice I, signing. I, well, I mean, Ronald Koeman is just trying to make a fucking Dutch team there. He wanted to sign him. It was linked with Wijnaldum from Liverpool. I'm like, uh, well, you, dude, do? did you see what Liverpool is trying to? Did you see the price tag they put on Wijnaldum? What? It was like fifteen million. I can believe. I, I think I could see that. Let me. Look, I'm gonna Google. That quick. was that was the that was the rumored price tag that I saw. It was fifteen million. It it wouldn't shock me because he's 29 right now. I don't know how oh, much God, time he is. He he's 29. Old. I don't know how much time he has left on his contract. Well, I think it was just the year. I think that's why it was really low. Yeah, then that would be that would be it. I mean, yeah. hey, for Barcelona, it, he's a decent player. He's a nice signing. He's a good. I'll tell you what he is. He's a very reliable rotational player mm-hmm. that will work hard and won't shy away from some hard yards. Which Barcelona's problem has been. Listen, before Real Madrid used to won the Champions League fucking four out of five years, you can ask Logan because I used to say this. The reason they always used to come up short is because they didn't have any grit in their team. They had a luxury midfield that when it came to a close game, they couldn't hang. But when they, and I always used to say, if they brought back Casemiro from their from his loan and have him in the midfield doing the dirty work, it, a lot of things would change, and it did. You know, which, hey, if you're listening to Real Madrid, I mean, you can bring me out as a scout. I know what I'm looking at. But um, <laughs> He's got experience. I got experience. Hey, I got a year of coaching under my belt, too. You know, I, Logan and I, we led a team to their first win in almost two years. So that should tell you everything you need to know. But, uh, but they would be a good player for them. That's, they don't have work rate, really, in their team. They, like, when I watch them play and I watch them lose – it looks like teams just outrun them and outwork them. Bayern Munich just steamrolled them. And and there was nothing they can do. Like Wijnaldum is just as good as Vidal right now in every capacity at, at his wor- on his worst day. So Well, know, I mean, you can also make the argument that they were also um kind of older too and slower. Yeah, they are. Sense. I mean, Jordi Alba is kind of like you know he's, he's definitely up there. PK's up there. Langlet I think is good, but yeah, I think Langlet's him good. him him and PK don't mix well. Um, Ter Stegen's really good. Um, Semedo he's a decent player. Um, you know De Jong he's he's great. I thought letting go of Arthur was a bad move, but oh, yeah. I think maybe I maybe where did he go? He went to uh, Juve, Juventus. Right? Yeah, yep. I think and, and you know. Maybe that's that's a sign right there. And ever everybody was scratching their head about that. But that tells mm-hmm. you, you know, if Messi's saying the president, right? For Pjanic, uh, yeah, he's which is a bad move in my too. opinion. You know, but he's a he's like a typical bar. Like if you have possession the whole game, yeah. But uh, you know, if you, I don't know. I I I haven't really been that impressed with like Juventus's midfield last year i thought that's kind of what has let them down in the champions league this past year mm-hmm. you know defensively yes Rabio, garbage Rabio and and pianich and um uh Ventecure. um so they kind of matweedy just left them too Matuidi so was garbage too um, he's he was up there and their midfield let him down and pianich is a very good ball player he's very good on set pieces but he doesn't have doesn't have that good of legs under him anymore, um, but and I thought that was just a bad, very bad move of Barcelona. And hey, I mean, Messi has a point. You know, they're not being led in the right direction. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But over, you know, as far as like England goes and the teams in Premier League, I mean, shit, hands Chelsea. down, Chelsea went off. Yeah. They went off. Kinda they scares me. Yeah, they were like, okay, um, transfer bans done. Watch this. <laughs> like Kai Havertz done. Uh, t- well, I mean, it took him a little bit of time, I but it was like Still pretty much. Him, com- but it was like confirmed like weeks ago. There's like he's going to Chelsea. Minor things. They pretty much agreed mostly everything. There was never really any question about it. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like seemed like it was done. Zh was done before the season ended. Timo Werner was done before the season ended. Got Ben Chilwell done pretty much. You know. Yeah, that's a they got us that's a that's a scary team bro and then like that's gonna be a scary team and then tiago silva a couple days after they lose he loses with psg that one on see, I, w- I was gonna talk about that that one right there i mean he's he's 35 but he's also really experienced I, do you think I, do you think that's going to impact the way people are hyping this transfer up to be no, I actually think it's a good transfer, and that, and here's exactly here's my point to this because people say, oh, they let David Luiz go, blah blah blah, and they got him, and he's older. Tiago Silva has always been; it always will be better than David Luiz. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, with that being said, the way they play the game is very different. David Luiz likes to be on the ball, go forward, and distribute. Thiago Silva isn't really like that, so he's not as mistake prone. He, he doesn't. He's not as prone to his like big mistakes as David Luiz is, because David Luiz likes to get the ball and get and, and he'll push up and, and get he, caught behind. And, and if he yeah, and if he loses possession, he, he's in big trouble. Exactly. So Thiago Silva is a, is a safer type style of player. You know what I mean? And I think whoever he plays with is probably good. If he plays, say, like somebody like Rudiger, who's a very good athlete, okay, um, that could mix well. You know, maybe if you have Thiago Silva, kind of the brain of the back line. Well, I was saying, to me, I thought that move was more so for uh, the experience side. Well, yeah, even, and I'll tell you this, even if he's shit, and the rest of them are good. He can all he can still teach. You know what I mean? Well, he he can still teach, and it's like. But my point is, is no matter what, their transfer window is going to be fucking awesome because Zh is a is a very good player. Underrated. I wanted him uh, and, last transfer well, window. And like he always did played well in Ajax, and like he was such a creative player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like you never can go wrong sometimes with players like that. At least taking a chance with him, he was only like twenty five million, which is nothing. And he's young; he's really young too. Uh, well, he's mid twenties, right? Six, mid twenties. Yeah. I mean, he's still that's still young though. Twenty seven, but that's fine. He's in his prime. In his prime, yeah. So he's twenty five million for a guy that does well in Champions League. Champions League Um, finalist. Very creative play. Yep. Very. Versatile, you play him through the midfield. Uh, yeah, play him as a 10, play him out wide. So, awesome. Timo Werner, amazing. Kai Havertz, one of the most promising midfielders, attacking midfielders in the world Big, right now. fast. And, uh, yes, kind of a new era Frank Lampard. Mm-hmm. So, and they saw um, Pulisic on the wing. Pulisic, they have but they're bringing Ben Chilwell to, Chilwell. You know, to fix the left back hole they had. And they hey, have they, de- they, depth at forward too. With, you depth know, and Tammy Abraham still. And, and, here's, and the thing is is that they th- here's what Chelsea did. What we're thinking I, about Conte I, too. Well, they're thinking about getting rid of Conte. Oh yeah, that's right. But Well, I know Inter was linked with him. Um, God, I wish fucking United would buy him. I wish Pogba would say, like, hey, you see when I play with France, who I play with behind me? Get him, <laughs> please. <laughs> but um, but it's like, what I envy is Chelsea had a plan. They, look, they looked at their team and said, what can we improve on? And they went out, okay, um, striker, okay, Tammy Hare did good, but I think maybe we should go for a truly elite striker. All right, yeah. done. Uh, midfield pretty good, young guys, you know, but Kai Havers is kind of available. You know, he's kind of 
more creativity than what they had before. Yeah, he's kind of like more world renowned of being the next best thing. All right, let's get him. Ziyech, okay, known as one of the most creative players in Europe. All right, let's get him. You know, we, Willian's leaving. We have a hole on the right hand side. Let's fill it. Okay, perfect. Uh, we need a left back really bad. All right, perfect. <laughs> you know, pretty much the the back line was probably the, the worst be- thing, yeah, and they the addressed best, it with experience, but, except for the goalie. That's where they have. Oh, it. oh, that but, was that's what I was. They were but, they were linked with the, that one goalie from uh, Ajax. Oh, you know, they're also like linked that. with too is um, Sergio Romero, United's backup. Mm-hmm. I actually think that'd be a good side. I think Romero is actually a very good goal, a very good goalie. Um, I mean, you're talking about a guy who starts for Argentina and plays very well for them, and also, you know, was integral in them going to their World Cup final when they mm. went there. So he's a good goalie. I mean, he plays in. It's not like he never plays. He pretty much plays all of our like Europa League games and stuff like that, and he always does well. Um, I think he. They said he played like seventy games, and he had like. 35 clean sheets so about half his games are clean sheets which is really good so um you know he's solid if they got him or maybe the improvements they brought in to the defense maybe that'll help keppa you know maybe that'll make 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 things easier you know what i mean maybe another year maybe some new faces around some better leadership around maybe we'll settle him down yeah you know because I don't think he's going to be, like, a great keeper, but maybe he could just be average, you know? Not all goal- goalies go up and down. Like, De Gea didn't start off as being awesome, you know? And it took him some years before he could really get his feet under him. But we'll see. I mean, hey, like, hands down, they just fucking... I mean, they just went off using their fucking Russian blood money, so... Um, mm-hmm. And, uh... You know, United have an ongoing fucking transfer saga with Jaden Sancho that probably... You guys are still linked with him? I mean, yeah, you guys are still linked with him, but I thought the transfer talks had broken down. No, because if they say that, then it's like, oh, well... Basically, the problem is is that he he would want the move, and the problem is, is United are just stingy as fuck, and they don't want to pay what Dortmund want. And they think Dortmund's just going to change their mind, but Dortmund have never changed their mind. If you want a Dortmund player, you have to pay what the fuck they want. They did it with Obama, and they always say, oh, we're not selling. Well, they have a price. It's just high. They did it with Aubameyang. They did it with Usman Dembele. Um, To a point, they did it with um, Lewandowski. Um, I'm thinking, what the fuck else am I thinking of? Mkhitaryan, they wanted to do the same thing with us when we were buying him. They have a price, and they don't budge. You know, if you want their player, you're going to have to pay top dollar for them. You have to pay what they want, what they see them valued as. And, I mean, just as it is, Jaden Sancho is one of the, I mean, he's another one, one of the best, you know, up-and-coming players out there, 20 years old. The only player besides Messi to have um, over 15 goals and 15 assists in the league, in their leagues. So if he's doing that at 20 years old, they're like, "Hey, I mean, why the fuck would you not spend 120 million?" United's problem is we want to give like 70 now, and then another 30, <laughs> and then like you know, then another 20. They're trying later to take the Arsenal. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're trying to do that, and and, and Dortmund's like, no. Um, we want it now or too bad, and we just can't do anything. And we signed uh, Donny uh, Van de Beek, and I'm actually— That's a good signing, too. I, I'm, ha- I'm happy about that. Rotational a, player. Exactly. He's Death. versatile, too. He can play number 10, he can play the 8, and he can also play defensive midfielder. So it's like, that's kind of—now I don't have to see McTominay and Fred play. So, <laughs> and Van de Beek is better than both of them in— He's not a better athlete than Scott McTominay, but everywhere else, as far as where it matters on a soccer field, he's better. And that's the well, problem with like United is Pogba or Bruno. Eventually, I mean, they're gonna somebody's gonna be hurt or somebody's gonna need a rest. And if you have a player like 
Well, yeah, and it's like, let's what happened to United, I think, sure. last year is that the reason we were having so many draws, or not really draws, but like close games was because we played the same fucking team like almost 15 games in a row where it's like somebody just needs a break, but the quality just dropped off a cliff, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. And we're linked with um, Regulon from Real Madrid who was loaned out to Sevilla. Um, and apparently Fabrizio Romano, who now is like the undisputed like transfer goat, like he just fucking knows everything. <laughs> he, ba- he said yesterday that Regulon has been offered to Manchester United, that we've been offered him. Apparently we were going to put a bid in for him for $25 million. They were going to offer him to us, and now now we're con- just considering it. And I'm like, what the fuck is there to consider? He he was voted by the players the best left back in La Liga. We just watched him fucking terrorize the left hand side of our uh, of our uh, or the right hand side of our team in the Europa League semifinal. I don't understand what the fuck that there is to think about. Luke Shaw can't play more than fucking ten games at a time. And Brandon Williams, like I like him because he he works hard and he's an academy player. But he's he's to me he's just physicality is just well he's from just the not games that I've seen it's just not there. Yeah, he's just like because in the Europa League final he played very bad in my opinion. He just seemed a, behind the pace of it. He commits too hard on everything, and Regulon is a major step up from either one of him him and shaw is a big upgrade and i think it's a no-brainer but we don't have anybody that makes the decisions you know none of them have a brain so well if there's one thing that united and arsenal have in common it's uh the questions at the back line so yeah well i mean i just i just wish that we well i can't really say that i wish we did something more to um address it you know we signed that get uh, that gabriel dude from lil which he's to me i've never seen him play he's still questionable to me i've heard i've heard yeah i've heard say uh gabriel that he's a good he's a good promising center back but that's the thing i don't you know i people put so much faith into that word promising that they forget that that's even like still in this in the sentence because like yeah, i don't know if that makes any i see to me i wanted us to go out and pay the money for uh upamakano but yeah. we did it and now we're you know now we're stuck about to go into about to go into fulham i don't even know who our back line is going to be probably still going to be playing david louise which is to me a, a problem i, I mean i agree he, with provi- that. he provides experience but you know, at the same time, looking at what he did in first game back from restart against City, yeah. he well, gave away a penalty and then got sent off. You know, he's going to have games like that. You don't, to me, if I'm a manager, I don't want my center backs to have games like that. Well, and see, I, don't, my, I don't think anybody would have wanted to have their center backs have games like that. Well, see, that's kind of my thing is that I, when I, here's when I, when I look at Arsenal right now, I see, there's no point in playing David Luiz. There's no play, point playing Mustafi or anybody else because you're in a you're in a rebuilding project right now. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, play Saliba and Gabriel. Let them get their feet under them. Don't put. But, but that's a problem with the Arsenal fan base. You know, we are they will, are, are they players. yeah are they willing to say hey like n- nobody we're not like. Everybody has to be realistic with themselves unless there's a gigantic collapse that from City and Liverpool nobody stands a, nobody else stands a chance of winning the league exactly you know what i mean so it's like don't you always have the hope but let's not kid ourselves you know what i mean and it's like so there's no reason not to you know and i think I think Arteta can be a good, could be a good manager, and but the problem is, is you know, he he I, I don't know, he has to play Gabriel and Saliba. I think 
because I think that would say a lot about him and a lot about what he's trying to do, and I think the fans would appreciate that because I can tell you what will happen, happen. If he starts playing Mustafi and Davies and start fucking up and you guys start losing or dropping points, people are going to say, and, you, and, you've no, and here's the thing, too, if that happens. You have every right to question him because then you could say, what the fuck was the point in buying either one of them if you don't fucking play him? Well, we know what that's... David Luiz play. We know what David Luiz brings. We know what Mustafi brings. We've watched them play forever, you know. And <laughs> and that's and that's also like it's also kind of like shooting themselves in the foot too because when you continuously play Mustafi and Mustafi's still in his twenties, so he's not really old. I mean, he still has years left under his feet, but you know, you're you're lowering their value. So this like this what they you know what they call dead wood you're not going to be able to get them out of the club because nobody would want them so i mean at the same time you know you also not playing them i I don't know if it i don't know if other teams look at it and say um uh he doesn't play over so and so so what's the point of buying him or you know you don't really get any value out of that and that's another thing too we we play Arteta's been playing a five in the back for so long. We have Kieran Tierney, and he's a really good player, in my opinion. I think he's a really good left back, and I hope he stays. But I don't think he should be played as a center back. I think he should be played as a left back, out and out, and he should be getting up and down the field because I've seen him do it before. He is really good crossing, and he shouldn't just be being wasted at the back. So I I don't know. Hopefully... Saliba and and Gabriel can get the job done and take over the two center back spots. We still have a uh, right back that we got to figure out. Bellerin's been linked with PSG. Um, apparently Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Apparently he's staying. He's really good. I like him. So I don't I don't know. And then keeper situation. Uh, Emmy Martinez is playing really good. But then you got Leno. It's kind of like split. You know, you got the Leno fan base and you got the Emmy Martinez fan base. People are saying to sell Leno and then uh, keep Emmy. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of questions that still needs to be answered. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, get in the way of what's supposed to happen this season. Hopefully we can qualify for top four. Doubt it. But well, it's going to be hard because, you know, is it because you got to look at two like at the end of the transfer window. Uh, well, I would say as of right now, I mean, I would say definitely top three right now is Chelsea, City, Liverpool. I'd say this, if if Chelsea don't get top three, then they should fire Frank Lampard. If they don't get top four, he should just fucking resign himself. <laughs> because, you know, they have gone above and fucking beyond. Like, that's, could you imagine any manager right now, like if the team, if like they just went out and bought everybody you fucking want, you know, you've no excuse then. You've literally no excuse. And, you know, it'll be hard for United. It'll be kind of maybe like last year. I mean, yeah, you have Pogba and Bruno, but it's like you guys starting, basically have like the same team, right? Yeah, it would be the same. The only, the only signing we've made is, is, um, Vanderbeek. So it's rotational, which is good, but like, but still, it's like our starting eleven and key spots like Martial, Rashford, and then Bruno Pogba are really good. You then know, there's no depth, right? Yeah. Then it's like you know you have Greenwood, who's good, but you can't. But Greenwood, people, he he's still eighteen. He didn't turn nineteen till like fucking December. You know, you're talking about still an eighteen year old kid, even though he scored seventeen goals last year, like. How can you really put that much pressure on a fucking eighteen year old to pick up all the slack? And um but you know, but I think a lot of things will change if we sign Jaden Sancho, then I think definitely then we have to be in the mix for top four or something has gotta change again. So, because if you're looking at Martial, Sancho and and Rashford as your front three with Pogba and Bruno behind, then that's pretty fucking good. You can't just gotta like, hope the defense holds up. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the fridge that we have in the back that can't run, but 
<sighs> I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what happens. You know. Hey, what we'll about just... uh, what about Liverpool? I haven't heard much well, other than th- them getting. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm happy because you know what this tells me right now. This this is the sign of a team that has climbed their Mount Everest and are ready to take. They reached the top and they're done. They won the Champions League and then the next year they won the Premier League. They that was that's what separates. Well, the and it's the club. You know, I guarantee you, Klopp probably wishes he could do it, keep going, but um. it's just the team that's hit the peak, and yeah. I think they're going to fall Wijnaldum's, off. Wijnaldum's going to be the first, well, probably well, it, the first just, one to go. It's because it's, it, it's, it's being complacent, you know, and I think that's what's happened. It's going to happen to them. I'm hoping that happens. I think they're going to be complacent with their success, but the thing is is what they don't realize is when you sl- when you slip up a little bit, you know, when you're on top, everybody's, Everybody's chasing you, and you have to try to refresh. That's why Alex Ferguson was the greatest ever, because he used to say that he celebrated the title win that night, and then he got up the next day and went back to work to make sure he won it again the next year. And he only wanted players that were hungry, so every time he'd win a title, he'd reshuffle some players, get some new fresh blood in there, some hungry people, so he could mount the charge again and that's what liverpool aren't doing they're not going for it again they're not getting a a a refresh they're not sending some people out and bringing some new in because the thing is with liverpool's think about liverpool's style they don't it's not like they have like an easy kind of you know style that's kind of easy to fit in it's a fucking rigorous um very draining style of play and they're very lucky that their players don't really get hurt that often, too. Oh, dear. Well, have you heard about the little... Um, the asthma thing? Uh-huh. That yeah. just so happened, like, almost, I think, almost every player but five are diagnosed with asthma. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean... Uh, they bring them in for their physical and ask them if they have asthma, and if they say yes, they just sign them automatically. Yeah. Yeah, and they give them that shit, and it's like, hmm, because it is there. There can there can there's a lot of benefits for having certain inhalers and certain. That's, and I, I'm I'm glad we talked about Liverpool too because at, watching them in the uh in the Community Shield, and um, you know, seeing that the the team that they put out and then the subs substitutions that they made, it's just like, did they they've kept literally the same exact team except they just moved up some youngsters you know what i mean for the same team for basically three years now yeah and, and i thought and that's what i was saying i said they're really lucky that their players don't really get hurt like that you know yeah. nobody's gonna replace what uh i mean trent didn't play but nobody's gonna replace what andy robertson does Firmino yeah. goes down who you know who you're gonna bring uh-huh. in no, exactly. That's a very, very, very good point. Because if and a Van and Van Dyke, if Van Dyke got an injury and was out for fucking three months, they're not winning a league. They're not winning a Champions League. They can do it without Jordan Henderson. I hate to fucking burst everybody's bubble. <laughs> they can do it without him, but they can't do it without Salah. They can't do it without Mane. They can't do it without Firmino. They can't do it without Robertson or Trent or uh van dyke i'd say they can't do it without fabinho i think fabinho is more important than jordan henderson i think um th- there's a lot of things that they can't go without and they are very fortunate maybe there's other things at play here why their players don't get hurt uh, maybe they have some special doctors for some special recovery sessions that probably are banned and uh, i used to say that all the time because i've never seen a fucking team run that goddamn hard the entire game, every fucking game they play. And not get hurt. And not get hurt, no hamstring, no fatigue, no nothing. I was like, man, this just seems kind of odd. I remember I said it like two years ago. I was like, man, it must be nice. Do they test them for for fucking EPO? You know, fucking doping, blood doping and all that kind of shit. It's just, I don't know, I mean... Maybe not. I'm just maybe just maybe I'm just a hater, but um, that's okay because I fucking hate Liverpool anyway. But uh, 
But yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're oh. just. I hope they. And when I watched in the Community Shield, it was like kind of weird because it's like you. I when I was watching it, I was almost just waiting for them to like, because they'd get in good spots. But I was, I don't know if how you felt about it, but I was waiting for Liverpool to turn it on. Do you know what I'm saying? And and that's that's kind of crazy you say that too because I I I'm pretty sure I texted you and said that. Um, I don't know if I text you or not, but it was I was almost saying like Liverpool or Arsenal are playing like keep up right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they had that 20 minute spell where it was just like they had possession and they just kept passing the ball around. And that one substitution they made. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Japanese guy. Oh, uh, um, Mina. Mina, 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 Mo, whatever the hell his name is. He 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 played really good, but. That's the thing with Arteta. He made, I mean, I don't know if it was just because like they might have been tired from that 20 minutes, but he made the substitutions at the right time where I thought that we were going to score and end up winning the game. Minamino. So, yeah, Minamino. But, yeah. Yeah, I thought, like, I was watching it, and, like, when they'd have possession, it was like, I'm like, I'm waiting for them to I turn it on. I kind of figured they were the, score. The, 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 um... Because that was the thing. Liverpool would play like the past two years with an intensity that when they turn it up, nobody's keeping up with just the pace everybody's sprinting at, the constant cross. Well, and that's a big thing, too. They didn't have Trent. So, like, not having Trent putting in, like, top-quality crosses, you know, and I was like, but still. You could could also see throughout that game, too, they kind of – they kind of stuck on the. They were kind of sticking to the left side. Yeah, it just seemed like it seemed like a pretty complacent performance for what I watched them play. I don't know and, how Sadio Mane didn't. Uh, I don't know how Sadio Mane didn't score majority of the chances that he had. Well, he does that. He's like that. He's been like that for a while. He's either on fire or he's fucking misses tappins. And uh, but hopefully it's the fall of them. But. Yeah, I bet you would say that. Well, I mean, we'll see this this week. Premier League's back. We got the first game starting off against Fulham. 7 a.m. Easy win. Shit. You say that. <laughs> Dude, I just imagine gonna, Arsenal fan TV gonna, if you lose the first game. <laughs> we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking come out with a back four of Rob Holding, David Louise. Kalasinich on the we're left. Probably, we're probably gonna play Kalasin. Dude. <laughs> We're gonna play in Ketty over Lacazette, dude. If if that back line is like that, you should, Arsenal fan TV should be like, I don't even care the result. I mean, it's almost out. like it's almost like being an Arsenal fan. If it happens, you you just can't be surprised. You know what I mean? It's it's almost just like, yeah, I've seen that before. So what? So. I felt that way. That was what I felt when Mourinho was United's coach. Because when I would, we'd have our big games, and then he'd bench Pogba. That used to fucking get under my skin more than anything in the world. I'm like, okay, let's just let's just bench our best player. That seems like a really smart, well thought out, you know, game plan to beat a team is not playing your best. Well, player. I don't know if you heard about it, but we lost uh, to Aston Villa three two behind a, a closed door scrimmage. So. <laughs> Life as an Arsenal fan, you know that's not something that you want to see. But apparently, Ozil played that game too. So I think Arsenal's. I think most. I don't really think it's as much as the players. I don't think it, no. I don't think it's the coaching. I think it's more of the. It's the front office. Has I think I, no. I think it's the. I think it's all the players Arsenal have. They're good when they're up, but when they go through a rough patch, they a lot of those players will fucking give up, and I think the managers pay the price for that. Well, to me, I think this is the biggest year because we we address the back line. So there's, I don't want to say there's no excuses, but you know there's got to be some patience added. But at the same time, there's there can't be any excuses. Well, uh, I guess the only thing that you can really say is we have no creativity in the midfield. So I think that's going to be the one thing that lets us down. But front three. We should be okay. We always seem to score goals. Um, we're getting better at pressing. You well, know. if I tell you this, if Aubameyang gets hurt, that's a player for oh, you yeah. guys. If, if he if, if he gets, gets hurt, it's done. that's yeah. that's because no, nobody else is going to score. Well, he scores too many goals to make up. 
You know, like yeah. it's not, it's not like he, you know, he's one of the top scorers in the league pretty much especially, every single season. Especially so. with our away form over the past few years. It's yeah. been all him. Yeah. yeah. He basically is the only person that scores away goals. But, Hopefully Lacazette can pick up the slack this year. But yeah, time will tell. But I'm top four sure. predictions before we uh, get up. Well, I mean, I guess it's starting soon. I'm gonna say first place. I think City are gonna win the league again. This I think they're gonna win it this year. I think they're gonna come out strong because I think they're gonna be very embarrassed of the way last season went. And I think. Nathan Ake will make a big difference. I forgot about Nathan Ake too. So, and their link with Koulibaly. So if they get him. Yeah, they could just to an undefeated season. I, I think I think they'll be the favorites. Um, I think it's easier to be the favorites when you have the best player in the league in De Bruyne. I think it makes everything a lot easier and the best squad depth in the league. So I think they're gonna be first. I think Chelsea are going to finish second. I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea are going to finish second. I I'm not see. I'm not going to knock that. I can I can see that if things go right with the players they sign, I think they can finish second. I don't think I think Liver. I think City are going to be like. I think they're going to get like a ninety plus point season. I think they're going to be on fire, but I think three through four is going to be a big drop off. I think. Chelsea are going to get third. I think you said Liverpool, Chelsea second. Ch- I mean Chelsea second. I think Liverpool are going to get third, and I think United are going to get fourth. Depending on, I think we're going to get fourth. And I think if we got Sancho, then I'd say it could be a toss up between us and Liverpool for third. Uh, but I think United, if injuries don't. Hinder us, I say we get. I think we get four. I think our starting eleven is is a, about fourth place quality, and in its entirety. Knock the doors down with that Chelsea prediction. Uh, I don't know. I think I think the I think the table is going to be uh kind of similar to what it was this past season with the with the exception of Arsenal finishing eighth. I'm gonna be optimistic <laughs> and say that they're not gonna finish that far down. But I'm not gonna say that they're gonna finish that far high. But starting from one, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna say City's gonna have a ninety plus point season. Um because you know they, they had a lot of injuries last year to their back mm-hmm. lines. Yes. Um, you know, Laporte got hurt um you know them getting all their all their players healthy again that's going to be big i'm going to say chelsea and liverpool probably second and third i'm probably going to say liverpool is going to finish second only because you know they're still well coached uh they still have really good players um chelsea's not going to be too far behind though in my opinion cuz you know chelsea making all those moves and stuff like that i i think it's going to be interesting to see how their back line plays out um cuz to me De- uh, tiago silva is a good signing but is he really going to take that back line to the next you know level to what it was before and you still have kepa in goal um fourth place Fourth place, that's kind of hard for me. Um, I want see. I'm not gonna say United can't finish fourth, but at the same time, I'm I'm gonna knock Leicester City out of there because I don't think I still think Leicester City's a good team, but I just think that um, I don't think they'll be on that good a form as they were from last year. I don't think they can replicate it. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe fourth or fifth. Fourth, fifth, and sixth are going to be between Arsenal, United, and do I throw do I throw Leicester City in there? Four, five, and six. Could it's, it's going to be close. I, I, I think it's going to be. I don't know about Spurs. See, I as much as I don't like Spurs, they're um, I don't know. Spurs is one of those teams where I just don't know about. You don't know if Spurs are going to be good or not. 
you know, whole new back line. Serge Aurier sucks. But no, they got but they signed Doherty from Oh yeah, Wolves. Doherty, Doherty. That's, that's I great. think that's a good that's signing. Doherty. Uh they no are losing Vertongan. No Vertongan. Who's their left back? Davies? Uh, is, it still, is it still him? I guess. I think so. I don't know who their midfield is. Uh apparently a lot of Spurs fans I see don't like in Don Bele. Um uh, they have uh Winks, I think he's pretty. I actually think Harry Winks is pretty decent. I don't know. I, he, I he's think... a good. He's a good like, like hustle and bustle type midfielder. Like he leaves think, it all kind of out there. Yeah, I think. But like I said, I think I think the fourth spot's going to be. It's going to be really close between four, five, and six between Arsenal, United, and either Spurs or Leicester. I'm not going to single out Wolves either. Wolves are a really good team. Um, so, yeah. Well, you got to pick a fourth. You got to pick one. I'm not going to pick a fourth. You got to pick a fourth. I don't want to pick a fourth. You have to if pick, I pick a, a fourth. If I pick a fourth, you know who I'm going to pick. Pick him. Say it. Put it out I'm there. Gonna... Arsenal and Aubameyang scoring 30 goals. <laughs> All right. Well, you, hear, you heard it here from Trey. Arteta's leading them to fourth place, and Aubameyang's getting the golden boot. It's possible. I'm not gonna say it's impossible, because believe or, me. It's... Or or I'm not gonna knock it down either. Arsenal could win the Europa League. So I mean, there's multiple ways that we could get it. But I think that that fourth place is sort of it's it's been competitive for the past few years, and I still think it's gonna continue to be competitive. So, and you know, we improved our back line. We still need uh, a creative midfielder. And... Well, you never know, because. As fragile as our fan bases are, things can change real quick. If we go on a losing streak, and next thing you know, hashtag whoever is out. Oh, you know, so sure. like I—that's the thing. Like United could be there if we lose a few games. I tell you this: if the we sign, the if we train. if we fucking sign Jaden Sancho, and then we go through a losing spell this season, where we're outside the top four by more than six points, he's getting fired, and I'll guarantee it. Because then he can't say he hasn't been backed. Chill out. I'm, well, I'm not saying it's, I want him to. It's the Ollie I'm trend, bro. It's I, the I'm, hashtag Ollie I'm just, trend. I'm just saying what'll happen. Um, That's what our board will do. Um, And I think Arsenal fans would do the same thing. I don't uh, think Arsenal, it's, it's going to be mostly... I don't think we can put the blame on our coach. I think it's got to be our owners. Well, I'll tell you this. After what they did to Arsene Wenger, I'd say nothing is impossible. You guys broke that old man's you're, heart. You're right. I mean, people <laughs> people, people gave... Uh, people were so quick to turn on Emery. And, I mean, he... You know... I mean, Emery's I just the, one of those things. Emery's just one of those things where I feel like his time was up regardless. I mean, uh, losing... Losing like that yeah. in Europa League, and then uh, not even just the Europa League. We had so many chances to make the Champions League, and he just couldn't do it. I just think, I just think it might have been a bad fit for him. I think Emery is a good coach. He's had a lot of good moments. Fuck, he won the Europa League three times with Sevilla. You know, I think he's a good coach. I just think maybe the fit there for Arsenal wasn't right. You never know. I think there's a lot of things that go into it. But, but. now, but like, like I said, I've said this in a lot of episodes that we've done before. I think that Arteta is a good coach. And I think that we finally, he, he brought something to the players that made the players want to play for him. And you can actually like, you can see there is a clear cut difference from the time Emery left uh, around whenever it was the winter time to where we are now. You can tell there's a big difference. There's a structure in the team that Emery didn't have. Emery was changing up the lineups every week and like, yeah. You didn't know who was going to play. Uh, Arteta's made Xhaka our, probably our most vital midfielder that we have. We look like a completely different team without him. And that's actually, you know, if if I were to, t- if I were to go back in time and tell you that in December that Xhaka was going to be one of the most important players in our team, I would have been, yeah, I would have been a meme. I, would, I probably would have been made a meme. Especially so. after he, when he yelled at the crowd. Exactly. Jersey, but exactly. Well, anyway, I think we pretty much covered everything we were looking for tonight. But um, are you good? 
I'm straight. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Um, hopefully, we will be better. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to say hopefully we're going to be better. We will be better. We will. Okay? We're going to have a podcast out by the end of the week. Two that podcasts. Is, two. We're going to have a podcast. We can't we're have two. We can't, no, we can't shoot that far. But we're going to have oh, one on. at least. And, um, you know, hopefully everybody is still saying, staying safe, staying healthy, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, make sure to head over to um, the Uncalled For Twitter um, and even our YouTube channel. I'm going to start. I put the last one up there on YouTube. So look out for that there if you want to listen to it there. Um, I, I want to actually start incorporating maybe some maybe a zoom style podcast that we can do maybe for a video that we could put on to YouTube. Maybe that'll uh, be more entertaining for you guys um, and easier to follow just seeing us. Um, but anyway, hopefully you guys are doing well. Check us out um, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Um, follow us on, tw- on Twitter at the uncalled for, and we will see you guys in the next episode. See ya.